Welcome to the Fine Margins YouTube channel. This is the soccer division of the Hammer Betting Network. You can go to thehammer.bet for all of your sports betting content needs. And we are super excited to be giving you World Cup content here on the network. We're going to set you right with the best bets that you can make all throughout the tournament. We're going to have a live stream every single weekday, Monday through Friday, around 4 p.m. Eastern time to break down the games that we saw from that day and also preview the games for the next day and give you the best bets for you to make. And you can make all of those best bets at the Betfred Sportsbook. Thank you so much to Betfred for sponsoring all of the World Cup content on the Hammer Betting Network. To get you set up for all of those live streams, myself and Alex have previewed every single group so far. Today is the last day, but check out the videos over the from the previous three days to see our thoughts on groups A all the way through group F. But now we move into groups G and H. But before we do that, make sure you have followed us on Twitter at Fine Margins with two S's and make sure you've subscribed to Fine Margins on YouTube and drop, to li- drop a like to spread the great word of this channel. But group F, excuse me, group G, lot that you can make of this group here, Brazil facing off against Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Three of these teams were in the same group at the previous World Cup, so we can maybe go back a little bit to that in Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland. Cameroon is joining, and any initial thoughts here, Alex, as you see Group G? Yeah, I mean, Brazil's group. This is Brazil's group. This is like... They are the favorites to win the tournament. This is the best team that I think we've seen in a while. Um you know, I, I don't think they're necessarily like a shoe wins to win this or anything, of course. But I think this is this is there's not a single flaw on this team. It's hard. I, the only thing I can see holding them back is whether or not they get the team selection right, um, because there are so many options for them on, in all three phases. And, you know, if Tite is able to get the selection right, it's hard to see them not at the very least making the semifinals, which is. I mean, a bet you can make at like plus odds for them to reach the semifinals. I like that a lot. Obviously you're not going to bet them to win the group here. You're going to have to lay a, a pretty decent price. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, they're, they're pretty big favorites here for good reason. It's the two teams or the, I guess the three teams, all due respect to Cameroon. They, the Cameroon's not a bad team, but I don't see them actually having enough to get through. It's the Switzerland Serbia debate that I think we can have a lot of fun with here. Yeah. And well, we spoke about it briefly beforehand. So Again, this was a group at the previous World Cup. Switzerland, I believe, overturned a 1-0 deficit to beat Serbia 2-1 in the deciding group game to get out of the group. Switzerland with a goal from Granit Xhaka later on in the game. It was something like 30 yards out. I believe they also got a penalty. Um, Kolarov scored a free kick. I'm just trying to remember the game as best as I can here. But I think things could be different here. Serbia have been held back by managers for a number of years now, they've had consistently good squads held back by managers. And I think I'm prepared to say that that is no longer going to be the case. They have a manager who is not afraid to use the attacking talent that they have. They have a solid midfield to work with, a solid backline to work with. Milinkovic Savage should be able to dictate a lot in the midfield. Good strikers that know how to score goals, like just. Alexander Mitrovic, especially for this this team, and he scored the goal that brought them to this tournament against Portugal. He is a goal machine, and he has been in the Premier League this season. If he's healthy here, he can get them over the line with goals. Switzerland, I think they overachieved at the Euros. They beat France, so yeah. slight overachievement there. I think they're a tad fortunate to be at the World Cup. Now, 
I am Italian, so I will be a little bit partial because Italy lost their group to Switzerland. Jorginho missed two 90th-minute penalties in back-to-back games against Switzerland. Both of those penalties would have confirmed Italy as group winners. He missed both, and then they draw was Bulgaria or something, yeah, Italy. Yeah. So if Italy could finish their dinner, they'd be here. They aren't. Switzerland are fortunate, I believe, to be in this position. Um, they were. They looked originally like a disaster at that previous Euros, and they managed to kind of scum. Not, not, not going to say scum their way, but <laughs> I, I, I think they are... I think because you can get Serbia here at plus 110, Switzerland at minus 110 to get out of the group, I would go with Serbia there. I think if it was flipped and you had Serbia at minus 110, I'd still prefer Serbia. What do you think? Yeah, I think Serbia should probably be closer to like 130, 140 here. Um, this is this is the year. Serbia has never made it out of the group stage at a World Cup. Not until, not since they were, you know, Yugoslavia at least. Um, this mm-hmm. is the best team they've ever had. This is like a loaded team from top to bottom. You talked about the two strikers, Vlahovic and Mitrovic. Not only are they proven goal scorers and like consistent goal scorers, those guys are bullies up top and they will wear you down. They will really wear you down. They are so tough to contain. You have, you know, Tadic who provides incredible service for these strikers. Like he is a wizard on the ball. Um, And then you have obviously Milinkovic Savic supporting the attack as well, you know, running things in midfield. Um, And the back line is is not great, but it is there's enough there to work with. Yeah. You know, Pavlovich has been solid um, for Salzburg, and Milenkovic has been very good for Fiorentina. There's enough there where they have decent cover they, from the midfield. They have good experience. You know, Gudelia, I, who I, I've been watching since he was, you know, almost a teenager back in his uh, Ajax days. Um, he's a very good player as well. This is This is the year for Serbia. Kostic yeah. is what, like, it's not only the year where they're going to get out of the group, but they could upset a team or two in, you know, in the round of 16. Maybe like they did the Portugal. Yes. Like they did Portugal. In yes, the exactly. You, yeah, you look at their qualifying campaign. They beat Portugal in Lisbon to win the group on the final match day to make it here. And then they, you know, they go into Nations League. They continue that form. They were unbeaten in six matches. I, man, this is a really good team. I, I think Switzerland is the sort of side where you kind of know what you're going to get from them. On their day, they're 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 a good team. Um, they kind of go into these lulls, you know. They're steady, not spectacular. Okafort and Bolo up top is decent, but they're also very young. They're they're unproven. I don't know if they'll have a consistent source of goals. Whereas their core is a little bit more aging. Um, Serbia, this is a revenge spot for them. Serbia, six points in the group. They get through, and we cash the bets. Yeah, strike force for. Switzerland and Bolo, I don't, I don't even, I don't think he's young anymore. How old is Mbolo? He's twenty five. He's twenty five. Okay. He hasn't had much international. We, we've been uh, we've been waiting for the Mbolo kick on for phase at for years, and it's just never going to come at this point. Uh, Okafor, unproven. Seferovic looked good at the Euros. I doubt his ability to score goals consistently. Shakiri. He's getting up there in age. I don't think he's quite at the level that he's... He's definitely not quite at the level he used to be. One name you also brought up for Serbia uh, is Kostic, left wing back. Criminally underrated in world football. He's one of the best at what he does. Wonder left foot. He's going to be airmailing crosses to Mitrovic and to um, Vlahovic up top for Serbia. So uh, we're both big fans of this Serbia team, it seems. So them to advance at plus 110 is good. We're sorry to ignore Cameroon a lot. We just don't think they have the stuff to 
compete with the rest of the teams in this group. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, they're not a bad team, right? Like they've got, you know, Anguisa Anguisa in midfield is solid. And Buemo, I love it. I love it. Yeah, is awesome. And and Buemo's awesome too. Like you got to love him, Buemo, Chupo Moting, like, and, you know, obviously Abubakar has been like, just it seems like he's been playing for 30 years. Um, So like that's, they'll have a kind of a fun team to watch. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull an upset along the way, like, and, you know, finish the group with three points. Um, mm-hmm. Unlikely, I think Switzerland is that game for them that they can maybe pull that off, which would really help our Serbia bets as well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, again, you, you said Kostic, though, just to that point again. Like, you have him and Tadic providing service for two incredible strikers. Like, I think they're going to score a lot of goals, and that's been their problem in the past. But I think that they're going to score a lot of goals in this tournament. The manager is right this year, it seems. Yeah. They, they have a manager who cares about the, the attacking force that they have at their disposal, which previous managers have not. So we like them there. So enough on Serbia. We'll move into Group H here. And it might look pretty straightforward. I think we both feel like this could be an interesting group here. The final group here. Obviously, you have Portugal. You have Cristiano Ronaldo. South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana have been teams that can make a run. Ghana and Uruguay faced off in the infamous quarterfinal of the 2010 World Cup. Uh, the infamous Luis Suarez handball in that one. Uruguay finished fourth in that tournament. Like Ghana, maybe not as good as they have been in previous years. Still a decent team. South Korea, I think they're going into this tournament with one of the better defenses they've had in a while from Kim, who has been just outstanding for Napoli this season. So are your thoughts on this group that it's, I mean, I think it's Portugal's to lose, but do you think it's straightforward for them? No, and there's obviously some issues in the team too and you saw the video with bruno fernandez and his, oh. uh, his weird greeting with uh, cristiano ronaldo um yeah. my thing with portugal is that like this team has the quality to win the world cup but they also like they just disappear at times they're they seem like unable to put it together for some reason i don't know exactly why because of the quality through that team is, is kind of insane like on all three phases um i, I mean i think if you're going to look to bet portugal i'd kind of bet into their volatility like you can maybe if i think if they're going to make it out of this group and they're going to play well like they can make a run all the way to the semifinals if not the final so i think you know looking at like some prices there maybe not a bad idea even you know for them to to win the tournament and then maybe you can hedge out later on in a semifinal match something like that um but again you can see things going haywire for them and it all just goes to hell and they don't make it out of the group stage i think for them they cannot start start ronaldo they will but they cannot start ronaldo and i think that that could also be something that holds them back a little they're gonna start him yeah oh they're gonna start him and it, it makes no sense there's no reason for them to be starting he, ronaldo right now it, it, obviously one of the greatest players of all time the pass that he gets is unbelievable he has been outplayed by every single attacking player on manchester united this season be yeah. it 18-year-old Garnacho, be it Anthony Marshall, be it Marcus Rashford. He's not getting benched for United because of personal reasons. United are factually, and just watch them, far worse when he's on the field. He scored one league goal this season only. I think one Europa League goal, which was a penalty. If he was able to actually finish Europa League, United would have won that group, but they finished second to Sociedad. Like, he's coming in the worst form of his career and sure, it's Ronaldo, it's for Portugal, where he just always seems to to rise up to the occasion. But I don't think it's a given. I don't think we can take it as a given. Now, I don't, I'm not going to eat my words here if he does. I mean, it's Ronaldo. But 
it's not a given that he just figures it all out and just comes out and just sends Portugal through to uh, a huge run in this tournament. Am I wrong? No, he and the thing with him too is not only like that his form is bad, it, it's bad because he's not willing to put the work in. He just wants to sit up top, get service, try and score goals, just like a true poacher at this point. Yeah. Um, he's not willing to, you know, he's not willing to press. The work rate's not there. And, you know, at the World Cup, it has to be there. You know, you, you're talking about every game being so important. Like, you got to put pressure on these defenses, you got to press the ball. And he's not willing to do that. And Portugal, it's not like Portugal doesn't have options beyond him and attack. Like, you, you know, Rafael Leao, you know, Horta, Felix, Andre Silva. I mean, they have so many guys they can put up there instead of him. I would put Leao and, and Felix uh, with Andre Silva as kind of my attacking trio. I would not have Ronaldo. You can bring him in off the bench, whatever. That's fine. You Obviously, you have Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva. Like, this team is, is stacked. But the Ronaldo factor just holds them back. And I just, I can't bet on them to do well because I know that Fernando Santos, Santos will continue to start him. And oh, that is enough to just keep me off. Yeah. He's starting every game. He, he can be yeah. horrible for every group stage game. He is going to start every single game. And for, for me, for that's sure. enough to say like, no, thank you. I just don't want really much to do with this team. Um, they've got too much quality for me to fade them, but I just can't back them because of that. Are there any positions that you like with this group overall? There's not a ton of group standings that I'm hugely a fan of. I I kind of want to... I, I would be interested in a flyer on a South Korea or Ghana to come out of this group, but they're kind of balanced too far together to really get as high of odds as I want here to kind of take Uruguay's spot, but anything you like. Yeah, to your point, I'm going to take a flyer on Ghana. Um, I think that... The door is open a little bit. The dysfunction among the Portugal team, potentially that's the route they can take to making it into the last 16. And I, I know everyone seems to be high on Uruguay again, but I think that this team isn't as good as in years past. Like the ceiling isn't as nearly as high as it was in 2010, 2014, 2018. Um, and there's a lot of question marks there. You know, obviously Ronald Araujo being out in defense is a big blow for them. I don't know Huge. who's going to replace him. Like I, I really don't see, they, they can't replace him. They cannot replace him internally. Um, you know, Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani, how much do they have left to give? I know Suarez has still been scoring a ton of goals. Competition he's playing against isn't as great anymore. They're both, you know, I think they're both in like their 35, 36 right now. Um, Darwin Nunez is obviously very good. But like, is he going to be able to pick up the slack? Is he going to mesh with those guys? Is he even going to start in attack? I'm not I'm not so sure. Um, obviously, like, you know, Jose Jimenez, Bentancourt, Valverde, those guys are fantastic. In midfield, especially Benton Valverde is unbelievable, Valverde. man. Yeah, Valverde and Bentoncourt in midfield is fantastic. Like that, it's it's hard to like fade Uruguay, but like I think there's a few more questions about surrounding this team than there have been at, coming into past World Cups. And I think the Ghana <clears throat> is in a decent position to take advantage potentially. They're like a young, energetic, fun team. They're going to play with a lot of pace. They're going to play with a lot of energy. They're going to pressure the ball. They're going to you know create their chances. Salisu, Amarte. Decent center back pairing, you know, um, in midfield, Partey is obviously very good. Mohamed Kudus is having a resurgence this year with Ajax. He has been fantastic. And you look up top, they have a ton of options. Anaki Williams leading the line. You know, they haven't had a striker of his quality in a long time. Obviously, the Ayu brothers, they're still there. Jordan Ayu is having a decent season right now. Suleimana from Rennes is another decent, uh, decent player that can factor in here. Like, I just think that there's enough there where they can make things interesting. And at these prices, I'm willing to take a flyer on Ghana. 
So there's not really a full group bet that I like here, but one team, well, I I am going to bet against or bet on a bit of dysfunction with Uruguay. I am going to throw maybe some chump change here on South Korea to beat Uruguay in the first round of fixtures here. I spoke about um, Kim Min Jae from, I think that's how you say it, from Napoli, mm-hmm. who has been just outstanding this season. Like, uh, for, for real. Like, you talk about, um, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, the Georgian up top for yeah, Napoli, yeah, yeah. how good he's been, and their attack force. Like, a key reason why they are dominating Syria, dominating their championship group, is because of Kim in defense. So, uh, him being there for South Korea is big. I think there's some decent quality around there. Hyungwin Sun not having his best season, but him up top. And we're getting Korea here. Look, it's plus 390. Do I think they'll win this game? No, but at 390, I think probability-wise, that is a good price to take potentially for Korea to upset Uruguay in the first round of fixtures. Uh, do you like that side as well? I do. I do. I mean, I, I just talked about how I'm not as high on Uruguay as the market. So I like that look. Obviously, with Sun, you know, you have the quality up there to on you know on any given match to win um i think the support he'll have will be decent right now too kang and lee is playing really well for mallorca this season like very well the 21 year old uh he should be you know he'll be an x factor for this team if he can continue these performances in, at the world cup they could absolutely ruin my ghana bet and they'll be the ones to go through <laughs> i don't mind that look at all um my only concern is that like some of the guys up top like Wang he chan who like they would ideally rely on to partner uh, Son Heung Min, yeah. he is not playing at all right now with Wolves. Like he's very rarely seen the pitch, and I, so I don't think he's going to be coming in in great form. That being said, he's got a ton of quality, um, and you know he's got a very good track record. I think if he's able to kind of find the form for you know internationally right now and sort of you know put in those performances for his country, then yeah, South Korea has got just as good of a shot as you know as uh, as a Uruguay or Ghana to go through here. So interesting stuff from this group. Portugal, expectations to win. Maybe not straightforward for them or Uruguay in this group. You never really know when it comes to the World Cup. But that will wrap up all of our predictions and our previews for the groups. It is Sunday. We are recording this on Thursday. This comes out on Sunday, which means the World Cup has begun. Qatar have already lost to Ecuador today in incredible fashion. And uh, I'm <laughs> calling, that, calling that on Thursday. But... The real tournament with the real teams begin tomorrow. So make sure you're tuned in on Fine Margins on twi- on Twitter at Fine Margins with two S's and on YouTube for a live stream every day for 4.15 p.m. Eastern time after all of the games have concluded for that day. We're going to be talking about the games from that day. We're also going to be talking about the games coming up on the next day and providing you with the best bets to make. Myself and Alex will be involved along with Rob Pizzola and many others as we bring him in. But we're going to be making making all those bets at the Betfred Sportsbook. Thank you so much to Betfred for sponsoring Fine Margins on YouTube as we get into the World Cup. Super excited for this project here. Super excited to be a part of it with the Hammer Betting Network. Check out the Hammer.bet for all of your sports betting content needs. And me and Alex will see you very soon for a bunch of those group games.